Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Everybody stop what you're doing, please! From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it, and Eric is here to guide the way. These are the wrong plans! These are the old plans! All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. Stop it! Stop what you're doing! Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. This is where we talk home improvement every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. Coming up this next week is Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And this is something that really means a lot to me. And technology out there has been so helpful in making everything more accessible for everyone out there. And today we've got Thomas Wodkowski, Vice President of Accessibility for Comcast. Welcome to Around the House, brother. Really appreciate you coming on today. And you've got an amazing story to tell and how you guys are really helping people out there. Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me. And uh, nice to be with you around the house. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I was reading through your bio and you grew up in a house of four boys exactly how I did. I have three brothers as well. So I know the fun, the pain, the learning, and the experience of that. What end were you at? The oldest or the youngest? I was the oldest. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So I was the youngest. So I got more abused than you did. Yeah. um, I was the trailblazer for my brothers. I was the one, I was the one that taught them what not to do. It seemed for the many times my youngest brother goes, I really learned a lot from you of how not to do things. And I'm like, well, thanks man. Happy I could help. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I wanted to talk today about, um, you know, your experience and what's going on here with Comcast. I've gone through, you know, I'm a, I'm a user, so I have Xfinity in my house and you guys have done so much as an organization to make things easily accessible for many? Well, uh, you know, it really starts out with the premise that if you build accessibility into your product, or now what we're starting to talk more about is inclusive design. If you have a focus on inclusive design right from the beginning of your of your product life cycle, you're going to end up with a better product for everyone. And it's because you're focused on, you know, all little aspects of accessibility. So you're, you're, you're taking it from the premise that not everyone can use a mouse, not everyone can speak. Uh, and so you're thinking about multimodal experiences, inclusive experiences right from the get-go. And if you can follow that all the way through the life cycle, not only do I as someone who's blind and other people with disabilities win, everybody wins. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I really learned some of that when I was designing my parents' house and my dad passed about seven years ago, but we designed kind of their forever home. And I really designed a lot, you know, not on the 
on this side of things, but we made all the doors three foot wide. There's no steps up. And when you design something from start to finish with, with that in mind, it's so true because it just naturally lends a hand to uh, more inclusivity for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys have got some great stuff and um, even just the voice guidance stuff on the Xfinity X1 system um, is so easy to use for me. And I can't, I can't imagine for somebody that, um, that has more struggles to get around or, or use it. Um, it's impressive just how that works on its own. The voice guidance is our feature that enables people who are blind or visually impaired to independently navigate their entertainment experience uh, on X1 and now Flex, which is our um, you know, free video product that we add to uh, our broadband customer, broadband only customers. And so um, similar platform. And so voice guidance will read the on-screen menus. Um, it will read the TV listings, will help you schedule and playback DVR recordings. Uh, so it's really the, the voice out where your TV is talking to you. Uh, and then you combine that with our voice remote where you as the customer are talking to the TV to say, hey, watch NBC, you know, when are the Mariners playing, whatever it is. Um, you know, and then you combine that and now you have like that whole conversation going on between you and the TV for someone who can't see the, the uh, searches come up on the screen. It really makes for an inclusive experience and it's easy to turn on or off. You can use a voice command to say voice guidance on, voice guidance off. Uh, we have shortcut keys that we map into the remote. So on, on your remote on X1, you can press the B button twice and that's the default shortcut to turn on and off the voice guidance. It's the one keyboard shortcut that everyone else in my house knows <laughs> because they're all sighted. Um, but, you know, that's the beauty part of inclusive design. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an experience that's there when I'm controlling the TV and it's an experience that might be beneficial to others. Maybe they're just tired of looking at a screen all day and they want to text read to them. But if they want to go back to the, you know, quote unquote, traditional way of navigating TV in a, in a visual way, hit that button twice or say voice guidance off and voila, you got your normal experience back and, and you're off and running. And that's the way, you know, my wife and son would use it. I come in, I turn it on and, and I'm off and running. It's so easy to use that voice remote. I have really tried to throw it for a loop sometimes. And it is about 97% accurate to me compared to many other voice activated things in my house. And I don't talk smack about anybody, but some of those things I'm, I'm, I'm having to ask four or five times to finally get someplace with it that I'm trying to get. That doesn't happen with the voice remote with me personally, because unless there's like multiple options, like there's a, a show or a movie that has, you know, there's seven of them with the, with the same similar name. It, it works really yeah. flawlessly for me. Yeah, and we've really leaned in on the entertainment experience and really, you know, tuning our, our voice commands. Um, but the beauty part about X1 and our Flex platform is that, you know, now that we're into this cloud infrastructure uh, and it's a cloud-based system, um, we can bring in the rest of our features. So you can control your Wi-Fi through your voice remote um, X1. Um, you can look at our Xfinity home security cameras through your TV now. Yep. So you can you get a notification of when somebody's at the door uh, and, you know, you can check things out. 
And that's you know, really helpful or, because if, if I've got friends coming over to watch sports or something like that, I've got that same system and I can set it up on the TV. So when somebody pulls into my driveway, I can see that someone's coming before, you know, I can be to the door before I hear the doorbell ring, which is pretty handy when I'm, when I've got that situation going on. Yeah. Or if you're in the basement and the, and the big screens in the basement and uh, you know, you gotta, you want to know, can't necessarily hear who's knocking at the door. And so they pop up on your camera, you get a notification and, uh, and we can now detect people, uh, vehicles, and pets through, you know, machine learning and AI. So I have a notification that says, you know, tell me when the camera detects a person. And Same here. Pretty wild. Yeah. Which you, which you can find out, you know. And then the nice thing for me as a blind user, you know, we offer the ability to have audio uh, as part of the camera. Now I can tell if the uh, delivery, a package delivery, uh, you know, throwing the box up on the front porch or if it's, uh, you know, a neighbor or whatever it is, just, you know, or if it's uh, the guys cutting the lawn because you can hear the, you know, the, the leaf blower in the background or whatever it is, I can get something out of it too because of that audio. And that audio is clear because I've got, I've got two of the cameras at my house and they, they work super well and you can definitely hear what's going on. Um, you know, I, I caught one of my delivery drivers running accidentally across my lawn. I was like, who put the tire tracks in my yard? Sure enough, yeah. it was a delivery driver that hadn't, Hadn't made it through uh, backing the truck up day, but you know what I mean? It worked out well because I could go back, uh, you know, 12 hours and go find it. So it was it was pretty cool. You guys have come <laughs> out too with this, which I saw the video on your website, but the X1 eye control. Yeah, that, that's uh, our X1 adaptive remote. <clears throat> and that's another beneficiary of being in a cloud-based platform where, uh, what this is, meeting the customer where they are. So in this case, we're talking about customers with physical disabilities, maybe somebody with uh, Gehrig's disease, ALS, where, you know, the remote, the traditional remote just isn't an option for them. Uh, and so they're able to use the technology they, they want to use, um, which might be in this case, um, you know, Microsoft in your backyard does a lot with eye, eye tracking. And so... Uh, they might use a surface tablet with, um, you know, the, the eye, eye gaze, the Toby eye gaze the hardware uh, connected to it. And as long as they can navigate through to the web browser and navigate a web page, uh, they can log into XFIN, XFIN.tv slash access and go through, enter their username and password. And as long as they have X1, uh, they can pick which box they want to control. And now their eyes are the mouse. And so they can hover over the menu button, for example, and, you know, uh, they can set the dwell time for their gaze. And so say it's like a second and a half or whatever it might be, uh, they dwell on that button and it triggers the button. And so this has been a really effective way for people for whom voice isn't possible or for whom holding a remote isn't possible, but they can navigate uh, through assistive, their preferred assistive technology. Uh, and so... You know, we look at, at inclusive design as really twofold. One, building solutions directly into our product. Voice guidance is a great example of that. And then meeting the customer where they are with the technology that they bring to our doorstep every day. And the excellent adaptive remote uh, is a good example of, of, of that act. Well, that just gives so much freedom because, you know, let's say somebody with ALS, so they're sitting there and they've got somebody that's caring for them that can control that. But as soon as they walk off, uh, they're stuck watching whatever's on TV and they had no way before to control that. Now they've got complete control to be able to manage that. And that's, that's brilliant. 
Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what we've heard from customers. Uh, you know, they're stuck on the channel that the caregiver left it on, um, and you know, that's that's just not not acceptable in, in in today's world with the technology capabilities that we have. Yeah, it's incredible, and I'm sure you guys have a lot of other stuff that you're doing as well as stuff in the books out there because it seems that every single year. There's such big jumps in accessibility like this uh, just because technology keeps getting better and better and, quite frankly, easier to navigate. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at uh, one one thing we're looking at right now is um, something called dynamic audio where we, this is good for people with PTSD. We have it in select boxes right now, our, uh, our, some of our newer X1 boxes. Um, uh, where you know we reduce spikes in audio, uh, so like think about explosions in in action movies, and we enhance the dialogue on the other end. Um, and so that's that's uh, one that that we're starting to talk about now, and and is in our in our labs. If you look under the uh, settings menu of, of X1, you'll see Comcast Labs, and that's where we trial a lot of different things before they actually you know move into their permanent home. Uh, in, on the platform, and, and so you know, dynamic audio. If you have one of our, our wireless boxes, uh, um, you, you can try that out. Um, you know, Bluetooth hearing aids. Um, you know, I know my dad; he's 88, and you know, we go home and the TV's turned up to 11, um, <laughs> and and you know that's fine. But but now you know he can pair up his Bluetooth hearing aid, and we can all watch together and had a much more comfortable volume both for him and for us. Uh, so so you, that's, can, that's you can watch TV without up. making the neighbors mad. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's um, uh, later this year, we're going to come out with a large button remote. Uh, we, we do have one, but it's uh, a, with a third party remote. So we designed one mm-hmm. uh, and it's from the ground up and it's going to have our voice capability in there as well. People, Older adults, people with dexterity challenges, uh, people with uh, visual uh, impairments, they're going to be able to use that remote. And we've done some things where, you know, if you want to change the battery, uh, you know, you don't have to take the back completely off the remote. It just slides down like a drawer and, and you know, try to put some tabs in the in there so it's easier to kind of get those batteries out. You yes. know, the, the, the labeling of the buttons, you know, the backlighting of the, of the buttons, those types of things are are some of what you'll find. And it, and it fits nice and flat so if somebody uh, needs to you know operate it with two hands and put it on a tray or a table uh, it's nice and stable so uh, just a few things that we have coming out we also work with our general mobile apps uh, you know our Xfinity stream app which is our second screen experience uh, or the Xfinity app which is how you manage your home network and set up profiles for people in your home and navigate your smart home technology things like that um, so accessibility really cuts across, you know, the company. Sometimes we're looking at building in features that that we build in. Sometimes we're looking at just making sure our web web applications, web pages, mobile applications are tagged correctly so that they work with, you know, traditional assistive technology built into that operating system, um, or or made for that operating system, Windows, Mac, OS, Android, whatever it is. Um, and so it's it, it, it's you know really a, a comprehensive uh, approach. That's awesome. I know somebody that's a caregiver and they love that uh, Xfinity app where they can watch TV on it because they can be sitting there with the person that they're helping and they might fall asleep so they can turn the TV down so it's not going to wake them back up again. But they they grab their phone and they can actually 
you know, watch that TV show in the house there with their headphones on without disturbing their patient that's there. So it uh, that goes for caregivers as well as the people that are that are, that are receiving the care. Yeah, and that's you know where we do, we do have Bluetooth audio again for the hearing aid, but that's that's that you can also use it to pair up a, a Bluetooth speaker, Bluetooth headset. Um, a lot of people use that same thing with closed captioning. If you think about it, you know, inclusion. We talk about inclusion making a better product for everyone. Um, a closed captioning. How many people use that just to follow a show? Um, oh, I do I mean, all the time. Yeah. I I do all the time. The reason why is sometimes I'll be watching like a British comedy or something that I miss some of those little details on the snarkiness or whatever. And it's nice yeah, to have right. it on there. Cause I can, I can catch it. Yeah. My wife does the same thing and it, it tells me when the captions aren't right. I'm like, geez, I can't even get away from work even when I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just, uh, the talking guide as well as stuff that you guys, you know, we talked a little bit about that stuff, but I think there's just so many, so many things for the users out there that to explore, within Comcast that can help just everybody, including those that really need it. Uh, I think there's a lot of usability function here for even just the general public that don't have, you know, these challenges that other people do. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about the X1 adaptive remote for the eye tracker, but that's just a web, you know, a web version of a traditional remote. And, and so anyone can, if you have X1, use that. You know, um, with any, you know, people on, you know, one of our, our folks says she's always losing her remote. So she just always has that page up on her, on her iPhone and she just, that's how she controls the TV. So, you know, same thing with Bluetooth audio, uh, you know, uh, you know, keyboard shortcuts or, you know, shortcuts that you add to the remote. You, know, you can turn on off closed captioning. You can you know, do other things with that. So, so it's really you know, tr- trying to find areas, you know, building for an edge case, but, but in doing so, um, you know, coming up with a feature that, that just really makes it better for everybody. How many people are using, you know, the, the wheelchair ramps at a street crossing, right? Yeah. Far more people than, than who they were originally designed for. No question. And so that's kind of what we're thinking about, right? Like it's the electronic uh, equivalent of a curb cut. Yeah, I mean, even the even the even the bumps, um, you know, that that warn somebody walking. I think you know on those same, you know, wheelchair ramps. Uh, those are great for the people that are texting on their phone, crossing the street, knowing that hey, yeah. hey, there's a curb coming. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so it all works out. Well, Tom, thanks for coming on today, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, you gave us such great information. Uh, today about what Comcast has going on with this, where you guys are headed, and it's going to be super helpful and uh, great for everyone to be able to navigate this stuff. Well, thanks for having me. As we head out to break, make sure you hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, Round the House with Eric G, and make sure you hit us up here and listen to the podcast anywhere you catch podcasts, and that's aroundthehouseonline.com or your favorite podcast player. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Eric G with Around the House. Are you looking to grow your business? Need a spokesperson for your company? Maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show? Or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos? My team of experts would love to chat with you. Head to aroundthehouseonline.com and fill out the contact us form, and we'll set something up. Thanks for listening to Around the House. 
Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G, your home improvement source every weekend. Thanks for joining us. Well, man, we have got so much left to talk about the show today here. We have got some a good topic I want to dive into. We're looking ahead. Yeah. Things you don't want to do in 2021. Now, are these things that you may have done in 2020 mm-hmm. that you're saying? Okay. All right. These are things that maybe you did the last time remodeled, last time you did something. And it was kind of the way to do things. Yeah, it'll be fine that way. So let's talk about this for a minute. My first one, which is one of the most important ones out there. You know, let's say you're going to start a remodeling project. And Mm -hmm. I always tell people, make sure you get all the materials here before you dive into the project. Planning is key. Planning is key. Well, and I was having a, a discussion my other day with my buddy, and he's like, yeah, Appliances are here. I didn't think they were going to be here for another five or six weeks. They're here early. Yeah, and I, I said, you know, Oof. you got to get them to your house. Yeah. Because what do you mean? I was just going to wait five or six weeks. I go, that will be the biggest mistake you make. So what do you mean? I said, here's the problem. And this is where I want to go with this on this show for these next couple segments, because this is some of the stuff that really can hurt you out there because that's the way you've always done it. This is where you're going to get burned with many appliance stores and big box retailers. If I go in and say, hey, I'm going to order an appliance package for me under Eric G. And I'm going to leave it there in their inventory and paid for. What's going to happen is, is there have been such shortages on appliances. Oh, you're going to lose your stuff. You're going to lose your stuff. And things are getting more expensive. No question. Yeah, if they can make more money off the next person to come get your appliance. And here's where the problem lies. If you leave that sit there for five or six weeks, maybe there's a builder, maybe there's a remodeler, maybe there's a VIP client Wants to that buy them needs out. that. Uh, they have another problem. Maybe theirs got, and they're trying to solve a problem. You are now, your appliance that you ordered as part of your package is going to be their solution. Mm-hmm. They're going to, all right, get that, uh, get that for Eric. Grab Eric's. He doesn't need it for five weeks. I'm sure we can get another one. Mm-hmm. Now, what's going to happen is, is you're going to have those appliances delivered or pick them up, whichever you choose. They go to look for it and go, oh, yeah, that one's back ordered. Thought they were all here. Yep. That one's back ordered. We need to get that one in here. You might wait another two, three, four weeks, months to get another one. So when your appliances come in, Get your hands on them. Get your hands on them and get them to your location that's secure as soon as possible. Number one. Now, here's another couple things that I want to talk about. If you're out there thinking about buying appliances here in 2021 and even into 2022, I would look at buying them sooner than later. Even with changing technologies? Yes, Here's why. Metal prices are going through the roof. Copper, stainless, steel, all that stuff. It's skyrocketing. Raw materials. Yeah. Raw materials are going high, which means those appliances over the next year or two are going to be more expensive. So what you're going to see is that. So that's a huge problem when that comes down to that. 
So my concern is, is that you're going to see those things get more expensive and maybe even use a little less materials of those as they come. But what I'm concerned about is, is that we also have changing energy standards. I see those changing towards the end of the year. I love front load washing machines. I've used them for 20 years, and I believe they are the best way to wash clothes. Mm -hmm. They're better for the environment. They're better for your clothes. They get perfectly clean. And the mold issues that you saw 10, 15 years ago are generally gone. If you can follow the directions of how to use it, you're fine. There are thousands and thousands of people out there, probably hundreds of thousands of people, that love top load washing machines, and they believe that that is the best way to wash clothes, and I can respect that. I predict by the end of 2021, there will be a date set for the last day that you'll be able to buy one of those appliances. That water is going to be changing. The water usage, we will go into higher water restrictions restrictions on appliances. One, because of who we have in the White House. I'm okay with that. The problem that we're going to have is we are going to see on the West Coast that's going to be headlines is drought, 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 drought. We have it here in Portland. And it was in California for years, a decade ago. And it's even worse in California right now. So you're going to see that be headlines. And unfortunately, well, first off, this is not a political show, but whenever there's headlines and people want to grab energy efficiency, they will grab that as a talking point, and we're going to fix it by changing appliances. That's going to happen. I would plan on it. It was going to happen a couple years ago, and that administration stopped it and said, whoa, 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 we still don't have the science to make these things right in our eyes, so why don't we hold off on that for a few years? Well, those few years are up, so I would predict to see that. It's coming. It's coming. We've seen it coming over the last decade. It's going in Europe. Europe Europe got rid of those things 15, 20 years ago. So that's the way that's going. So I I would predict to do that. The other thing, here's the next one. If you want to keep having natural gas appliances and you love your natural gas appliances, in many states they are trying to discourage those. If you want to continue to use your natural gas appliances, I think there's 40 or 50 cities around the U.S. now that are trying to push out natural gas appliances. Mm -hmm. I love my gas range. I do. Most people do. Yeah. I think that is one of the things that I would stay on top of maintaining or replacing those right now because I think those are going to be harder to get. I hard think they're the going to be for and hard, yeah, yeah, I think you're going to see some serious discouragement of that. And I think including um and this is where I think you should really start paying attention to on my next one which is making sure you have some kind of backup power. <laughs> this is something you're going to have to do different than you did in 2020, 2019, 2018. Because we are seeing some trends now what happened in California with their power outages. You know, up oh, we got a windstorm coming, it's dry out, we are going to shut the power grid down so we don't have any down power lines. Well, especially with the risk of wildfires and everything like that, the power companies are taking precautionary measures to not feed that. Correct. But you're seeing that to be a trend to reduce liability. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, that'll just be California. It happened this year in Oregon. Mm-hmm. 
upon Mount Hood this yep. last winter. They turned the power off. They said, hey, we got a, we got a, that's coming in. It's a dry wind. We're turning the power off. So up by Mount Hood, up in the mountains, they turned the power off. That was our little Oregon test. We will see more of it this year. So if I was you and you're working from home and you have a family, you want to make sure you keep, I would look at a backup generator. You know, we had Generac on a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Great people. That might be an option for you. There's other great brands. I don't have a Generac here at my house. That wasn't a paid segment. I've got an Energizer mm-hmm. portable one. Now, would that Generac, if that was in my house, work better and more automatic? Absolutely. You know, I've got a gas-powered generator, which is not nearly efficient. Mm-hmm. I can grab that thing, roll it out, plug it in, and it's powering most of my home. Sweet. That is awesome. And it worked well for you this It worked year. well. Problem is, I had to use, sheesh. Lots of gas. Lots, lots I of spent trips. almost 100 bucks in gas. Powering my home for four, four and a half, five days. Would it have been easier to have a natural gas one that turned on automatically? So if I was gone out of town for two or three days and my house would have just automatically turned on, of course that would have been better. So if you're in the West Coast, if you're in areas where wildfires are prevalent, if you're in those hurricane areas, that is a really smart way to go. It might be worth that three, four, five thousand dollars to get dialed in. It's a tool that is, I mean, especially if you live in those kind of areas, that it's it's almost necessary for you to have that backup plan. Absolutely. So that is one of those that I go, okay, you know, that's something you need to be careful with. Now, that's a good be prepared kind of thing, you know, and and that's not me giving a global warming speech. That's not what we're talking about here. I'm just talking about having power is going to be more and more of a challenge versus less or less. And especially as we add more electric things to the grid and more cars we have to plug in. Simple math, guys. That's what that is. So really be prepared for that. That's a big one coming up. And I think it's going to get to be bigger and bigger as time goes. Now, one of the other things that I want to talk about before we run out to break here real quick, and we talked a little bit about it first, make sure whatever your DIY project is, if you want to start and finish it, unless you want to stay stuck with it half done, have every piece of material at your house before you start the project. Before you even hammer a nail. Don't, don't do a thing until you've got everything. Absolutely. Make sure you've got that all there because even if it's on the shelf today, it, it be could gone be gone tomorrow. tomorrow. And, I mean, you're seeing PVC pipe. You, I mean, try finding electrical boxes for doing electrical work. There's a lot of signs in, in, in a lot of stores that say you can only buy 100 boxes at a time, even if you're an electrician. Electrician might go through that in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things I want you to be really, really careful with because this could be a problem for you. I don't want to see you get something tore up have to live with it for three or four months as you're waiting for things to come in. So that's another key. We come back. We've got more just as soon as Around the House returns.
to Around the House, Larry T, your home improvement source. Where did our time go? Welcome to the last segment of the show. You got it. Last call, as we say right there. <laughs> Man, we've been uh, diving into a bunch of different subjects. This is kind of one of those uh, smorgasbord kind of shows. Absolutely. A couple interviews, just uh, you and I yeah. chatting. Having a good time. We've been talking about here kind of the top things you not you shouldn't be doing in 2021. With things in our home improvement industry right now, I'm just trying to bring up some of those things that are really different than how they used to be. Well, okay, real quick. Uh, as I arrived to the studio today, <laughs> uh, which is at your house. Yep. Um, I, uh, I and, and this is just, it kind of shocked me. I wouldn't expect to see a hunk of rusted metal out in the front yard. What is? What was that? So we, of course, pulled out the old... 1993 train heating system that was in this thing. Okay. And so that is a that was a piece of B-Vent, um, which is basically the flue for all the hot gases coming off the burner assembly that goes up through the roof. And, yes, someone before me had gone up there and used electrical tape to hold it together on the outside <laughs> and to hold the vent cap on it. And yes, it was a complete rusty pig. And um, you look on social media here this week; you'll see it. I'll have a. I'll put a picture. That is that. not so, a fix. Electrical? No. No. So they fixed it. We were looking, we were joking about that, but that's the difference. And we'll talk later with Pyramid on this about this is uh, the project. This, the project because it's a carrier infinity system. And to show you the difference, that was a sub eighty percent efficiency furnace. So I still had, you know, 20% of that heat going up the chimney That stack. you were paying for and losing. Yeah, and I'm in the 90s here with this. I'm super high efficiency. So you saw that tube that was all burned up. As you look over across the shop here, that's PVC plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got so rid that, of the metal. Yeah, so there's no metal there, but that PVC plastic, that's how little heat goes up there. Okay. You know, before you could have fried an egg on the outside of that thing because yeah. it was hot. You had to keep that pipe within like an inch of the outside of the house of, of anything combustible. You're using plastic pipe that, of course, is combustible, but yep, it's not. But it's not that, going to heat it's up not to that. Heat high. up to that. That's how much heat's getting used up in that. So, it's really cool. But yeah, I had a nice little pile of material <laughs> out there, which I think I put up on the around the house with Eric G Facebook page, which you should check out. But uh, that was a nice little one right there. So. That's a good one, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you're getting a good thing you got it changed. Oh, yeah. Fixed. Well, again, but this is the thing here. You know, we've been talking about the things not to do in 2021. One, I'm making it more efficient. Mm -hmm. Two, I was shocked when we tore that thing apart how dirty it was on the inside. The furnace. I had vacuumed it out with the shop vac as best I could. I had not disassembled the fan and taken it piece by piece out. Because I knew this year we were replacing it. Yeah. So I just went, hey, man, if this will make it. But I'll be honest, that thing looked like it had half inch of hair on it from just the the dirt and everything else that was inside of that. Because it, once it gets dirty, it stacks more on top of it, more on top, more on top. This had been dirty for 20 years. It keeps catching stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is, like, yeah, it probably should have been changed last year, but I totally understand that mindset. You're like... I'm I'm yanking all this stuff out in a year anyway. Like, yeah, I'm I just not didn't want to pay that to, yeah, to pay to do that. Well, hey, one more thing I want to talk about is my big subject here of things not to do in 2021. 
The other one is I want you, if you are doing a DIY project or a larger construction project right now, from today looking forward, I want you to have a 20% contingency price for price increases. This is just an extra 20% of your budget to have as a safety net. If you look at it and say, I'm going to spend 10 grand on a project, I'm going to say behind. you better have 12 and hope you don't spend the 12. Maybe you'll spend $9,500. But with the volatility of anything home improvement in construction. I mean, my brother went to go take back some roofing that he had extra, and it was a stock item so he could take it back to this lumberyard. He brought it back, showed them the receipt, and they said, you know, I probably could have, I would have probably paid you 30% more not having that receipt because what you bought that for four months ago is so much more expensive now for roofing than it was three or four months ago. He might have been better off selling that off himself. Right? I mean, I was having a, a discussion with a home builder today, and he was, you know, talking cryptocurrency and everything else. I go, man, you and your cryptocurrency. I said, <laughs> I go, Dave. Here's the thing. If you'd have bought five units of OSB a year ago and had them in your garage, <laughs> you'd have bought them for $9, and now you're selling them for 60 That's a pretty good return. Yeah, that's a good profit yes. margin. You got a point there. <laughs> so that's hindsight's really, you 2020. know, hindsight's 2020. And, you know, now's not the time to go buy high. But, again, make sure you got the materials. I mean, we needed some wire for a project. Home Depot... Lowe's have been my cheap place to go for that stuff for years. Nope. Nothing. Or the, oh, they, they had it, it, but it was... I ordered it off Amazon for a third of the price. Yeah. Because they're... Again, you got to see where the, where the... Do your shopping around, guys. Look for the volatility. The home centers, the big box stores, those kind of places, they're off today's market price. But always, I mean, and we've talked about this before, be cautious of knockoffs. Be cautious of knockoffs, but when I'm buying wire, for instance, yes, and it's from the same wire manufacturer, yeah. I turned around and bought it for that little roll of wire. I paid a third of what it was at the big box stores because they had not adjusted their prices accordingly. So a little bit of shopping in these volatile times is going to save you a ton of money and get that project on budget or maybe under, and quite frankly, not blown up. So do your homework, do some shopping. Pay attention to those small lumber yards out there. If you're used to going in the big box stores, call around to those lumber yards. They might have a better deal than that big box store does. So shop around, do your research, and of course, do it right. And planning. Plan at least three months out. Yep. Make sure you get the materials you need, and that way you get it there. And I think it's going to end up for a happier project. And uh, man, we are out of time. That's the time of the show. Great show today. Great show, brother. Thanks for coming in today. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm Eric G. I'm Dane Vodder. And you've been listening to To Around the House. Around the House with Eric G is produced by, designed by Eric G, in association with Salem Media and distributed nationally by the Sun Broadcast Group. All rights reserved. Copyright designed by Eric G. We will be back next week. If you missed part of the show, check out the podcast of all of our shows at aroundthehouseonline.com. Remember, measure with a micrometer, mark with caulk, and cut with an axe. Thanks for listening to Around the House.
Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.